0: Ever since I was a little girl, the one thing that I wanted more than anything in the entire world was a kiss. Please, God,
1: send me someone to make out with. So, I know I keep using this joke. I know I keep using this joke about how, like... A movie comes out, and I say, Oh, this is my In the Heights. <laughs> um, oh
2: my god, Tony! I, but it I, is.
1: I, I say that I said that about Bo Burnham inside, I said it about the Italian Pixar film. But no, dude, Sopranos this... prequel is my In the Heights.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that is so fucking rad. I, I was like, The Italian Coalition of Italians is gonna be pissed.
1: It's going to be amazing. Because, uh, of course, like the coalitions of Italians against rape. What, what? hang on. What was the official name I gave you? It was Mothers Against Mocking, <laughs> Maligning, and Mistreating Italian-Americans. Or Mamma Mia. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they were they were out against the original Sopranos series, too.
2: Oh, right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow, they hate um, everything. I bet they hate Meatball Subs.
1: They they probably do, but it's um, it's the only the only way to be Italian is to uh, go to mass every day and uh, still wear your first communion dress when you're thirty. That's that's it. Perfect. Um, You
2: know, I still think of the shark tail funeral when I think of mass now. What
1: the (laughs) fuck was the shark tail funeral?
2: (laughs) Like every time now I think of mass, I don't think of the like decades that I had to go. I think of that funeral and the shark floating to the surface.
1: Uh, God, it's ready. Floating to the surface. Oh, the movie's so fucking weird. Anyway, so good.
0: They were picking up the bodies on TV when I caught a reflection of you and me
1: staring back at us while frozen on the the white noise and pretend that we're asleep, we're asleep, dream, 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 dream. Hey everyone, welcome back to probably for sure, the celebrating comedy that is aged very poorly. Uh, I'm Tony Chinocchio, your all-time second favorite Catholic high school graduate. Joined, as always, by your all-time first favorite Catholic high school graduate, uh, it's Nadia Vasquez.
2: Notre Dame, San Jose, 2020. Wait, (laughs) I graduated in 2006.
1: (laughs) Nadia is 19. We started the podcast uh, when she was a teenager and I was 30.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, everybody thought that this was a weird relationship. (laughs) And I still think it, was, it is. It's
1: just, it, and it, that's not true. Nadia and I are, are the same age. Um, we don't have like the Drake slash Millie Bobby Brown thing going <laughs> on.
2: Also, I said 2020, and it's 2021. And
1: also, yeah. Also, it's not 2020. So uh, we're off to a great start. And folks, I set uh, the bar
2: we, so high. Go on. We,
1: we have uh, yet another installment in our every SNL film season uh nadia i believe one of your absolute favorites
2: oh yeah this and bride and prejudice were in rotation for friday night movie night with my girls in high school so this was an honor to watch again
1: uh and folks that is superstar from 1999 directed by bruce mcculloch uh kid in the hall himself Mm -hmm. uh based on the novel by jane austen (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I meant based on the character of Mary Catherine Gallagher.
2: I thought created... you were going to say based on the movie <laughs> Push by Sapphire.
1: <laughs> That's a way darker joke. I should have done that. I'll save that for the next episode. Uh, based on a character created by Molly Shannon and starring Molly Shannon, Will Ferrell, Emily Laburn, Mark McKinney, and immediately dating the film to 1999, Tom Green.
2: Yeah, Salad Fingers Green! <laughs>
1: um, and uh, maybe you guys saw this movie. Uh, you are perhaps familiar with the character of Mary Catherine Gallagher, a uh, perpetually clumsy, perpetually horny, <laughs> even by the standards of Catholic high school students, Catholic high school student, uh, who uh, in this movie uh, dreams of getting her first kiss Uh, from the best male dancer at St. Monica's (laughs) Academy, Sky Corrigan, played by Will Ferrell. Uh, In order to get his attention, uh, she enters the talent show at her school, sponsored by Catholic Teenager (laughs) Magazine, uh, and puts together a song and dance act uh, for the Let's Fight Venereal Disease Talent Contest so she can win get a chance to go to hollywood and be an extra in a movie with a positive moral (laughs) message (laughs) and hopefully get her first kiss from sky uh throughout the way she embarrasses herself a lot Uh, she gets put into special ed by making out with a tree she learns the truth about how her parents died in a tragic irish dancing (laughs) accident (laughs) uh and uh and then, uh, and then we have kind of the big final dance number at the end. And Will Ferrell, sorry, plays double duty. He plays Sky Corrigan. He also plays Jesus Christ <laughs> the Risen Lord. <laughs> and so uh, there's a lot going on in this movie, Nadia. But I'm gonna be honest; uh, it's all right. Yeah. Like I, had, I had never seen this before. I got very much the same vibe as I got from Ladies Man, which is there's not a lot going on in terms of the story, but. Um, the the performance of the lead actor, Tim Meadows, in the case of the ladies' man and Molly Shannon here, uh, really, uh, they really are trying very hard, and they do pull off a lot more than I thought they were going to be able to.
2: I am so happy to hear that. I'm really glad that you liked it. This movie tickles me so much. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the other thing about this movie is that it... I went to a Catholic high school, and I and I, but it wasn't co-ed. So mm. I thought I was getting an insight on what it was like to go to a co-ed Catholic school, which is not the case. Now, as an adult looking back, I'm like, no, that can't and be it, possible. It's
1: interesting because I went to a co-ed uh, Catholic school. Oh,
2: uh, is it similar?
1: Uh, yeah, no, it's exactly like the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Catholic high The girls IT just magazine. stand in
1: front of the mirror and are like, "My boobs, they're so big, but they're friends." <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's really great. It's really great. I think it's really um uh Molly Shannon commits so much. Yes. That it and Will Ferrell obviously <laughs> in the prime of his career. Yeah. They commit so much, but also it just has low stakes. Extremely as, low. As Maybe we know. the
1: lowest stakes we've seen.
2: Exactly, and as we know, that is what you need for a perfect movie. I think yes. this is better than Wayne's World, in my opinion.
1: Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna say no to that right away. <laughs> um, but I I am gonna say the commitment from Shannon uh, definitely definitely makes it for me. But like the other thing is, she does the same thing uh, very well. I think that Tim Meadows did very well, which is that she has very specific quirks and mannerisms especially in how she talks as this character Mm -hmm. that are really well done and really perfect she obviously has like fit like she's got the hands under the armpits thing and respect to this movie for only doing that gag one time yes (laughs) she did she
2: did it once at the beginning and once at the end but she was behind a veil in the last one so that you know it wasn't a little Mm -hmm. too they didn't even go by threes they're like this is we're gonna just sprinkle it in like yeah. pepper,
1: <laughs> like like delicious garlic salt. Exactly, um, not too
2: much.
1: Not too much. You're gonna kill it, but um, <laughs> no. I mean, her her performance I thought was remarkable, and uh, and I, I, I honestly very endearing. Um, yes,
2: she and has Ms- this thing that where she was. In just regular, normal people conversation, she's mumbling very quietly, but yeah. when she performs, that's when she's at her loudest, and I really like that they kept that through line throughout the entire movie.
1: Yes. Love there, that. It, there is, like... Well, there there's the big dance number at the end, and then there's a dream sequence, uh, kind of heavily choreographed dance number uh, in the middle of the movie where you kind of get, uh, I think, a lot of the trademark... Mary Catherine Gallagher dance moves, Yes, uh, flipping her skirt up, her plaid skirt up, that sort of thing, Um, but uh, not quite as high a high as I got watching the ladies' man dance number.
2: No, 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 I understand. That was its own magic.
1: Yeah, but also not the same dead spots in this movie that we had in the ladies' man either. Agreed.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I'm... As far as I was dance say,
1: pretty, pretty okay.
2: Yeah, as far as dance numbers go, I think this one can be right in between The Ladies Man and The Mask.
1: <laughs> the, the exact midpoint.
2: Yeah, one of my friend my what up, shout out Mikey. He's actually really mad that we went in on The Mask so deep. He's like I refuse to listen to the podcast unless you there is justice for The Mask.
1: We're not giving justice for the mask. Mikey, how about this? You watch The Fucking Mask again <laughs> in 2021. And uh, tell me if you think it holds up.
2: It's Yeah. So, you know, Superstar still, dance number-wise, much better than The Mask. Fuck The Mask. <laughs> but I was wondering, Tony, because you said you'd never seen it. Did you realize how Catholic it would be?
1: Uh, I think I—, I So no, I guess the short answer is no. I was, you know, I knew Mary Catherine Gallagher was a Catholic schoolgirl, obviously. Of course. Um, I was not expecting Mark McKinney as the pastor and (laughs) was delighted to see him there. And honestly, the line, who broke the good toaster, (laughs) is really fucking funny and how it's set up
2: (laughs) everything everything about the like ancillary scenes of that are not about Mary Catherine are so funny like when the dog is about to go to heaven and Jesus is like go back Francis
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um so like I was not I, I was not expecting um you know it's like I think we've had this exact conversation before but have you seen Lady Bird yes I have Oh, you have seen Lady Bird.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I have finally. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, did you like it, by the way?
2: Yeah, I did. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good. Um, it is like real women have curves. Like, it's the same, yeah. <laughs> same story. Yeah, yeah, uh, But such great performances. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, in any event, uh, you know, the scenes in Lady Bird and in Superstar where all, you know, all the kids are going to chapel together in the morning to kick things off, and Mary Catherine Gallagher is praying the Our Father super fast and ending it with Superstar! <laughs> Um, It was great. It was great. (laughs) Loved it.
2: I love the costume design also, just everybody's uniform, but the cheerleading uniform with the crucifix on the pleats on the skirt. (laughs) Just absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, so honestly, like, really one of the better depictions of Catholicism,
2: which
1: is just being um, sad and horny all the time
2: when you're 16. 100%. I loved it. And also,
1: I do love that there's no effort to cast teenagers yeah, uh, at he, all in yeah, this when, movie. Yeah,
2: when Will Ferrell comes out, I was like, oh, I forgot, he was still older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, like, almost 40.
1: Yeah. Um, so, all of that said, um, you know, this, this came towards the end, but still... In the middle of this kind of hot streak where SNL made, like, eight movies in eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so this one came in 99, and obviously Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell are kind of two big anchors of Saturday Night Live at the time, but I'm eager to hear, Nadia, how the rest of the show, uh, what SNL was like in 1999.
2: It's Saturday Night Live, season 25. This was, like, a really huge year in 1999. Uh, The repertory players were stacked. We had Jimmy Fallon, Will Ferrell, around this time, this is when Jimmy Fallon was at his breakiest, Uh, Anna Gasteyer, Daryl Hammond, Chris Kattan, Corky Romano himself, Tim Meadows, Tracy Morgan, Sherry O'Terry, Chris Parnell, Colin Quinn, who was uh, anchoring Weekend Update, Horatio Sands and Molly Shannon, and the featured players were Rachel Dratch and Maya Rudolph. I mean, what a cast! Not a
1: dud in the bunch.
2: Not a single one. Um, this was the year, also, where obviously it was the 25th anniversary, and they started to do those specials, you know. So they had oh, a, sure. a big 25th anniversary special, and they had two other ones: the best of the game show parody special, and nice. Back in the day, kids, listen up. Back in the day, they would have a best of of a cast member. So the best of Will Ferrell, you have to watch. You can probably watch all this shit on YouTube at this point. But they would come out with, like, a DVD. A DVD, yeah,
1: that you could buy at Target for, like, nine bucks.
2: Yeah, it was always a lot of fun. And this was the year they released the Tim Meadows Special, <laughs> so it was right at the end of his tenure, and they released ten years worth of sketches of him just being hilarious and underutilized, and uh, it it sold very well. But um, the other part of 1999 that was very interesting is NBC introduced a new contract for first-year cast members that year, and so they originally were signing actors actors and writers, I think, for five or six-year deals. But this is the year that they were like, we are going to do one year with a bunch of stipulations. Hmm. So this were these were the following terms of the new contract. NBC can take an SNL cast member off the show at any time after their second year on the program and put them in an NBC sitcom.
1: Right, OK. And that's how we got Mulaney.
2: Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Ugh, oh, may it rest in peace. It was so weird and so fun. Not great, though. Um, a cast member has the option of saying no to the first two shows proposed by NBC, but they must accept the third. Which makes me wonder, Keenan, how many times? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened, buddy? Um, OK. NBC also dicks dick. Ooh, I said dicks. Let's go back. NBC, NBC dicks. <laughs> twenty twenty. NBC dictates the length of the sitcom contract, which can run as long as six years uh snl films which was co-owned by paramount pictures mm-hmm. nbc and lauren michaels what has a three movie option that would pay the star a set of seventy five thousand dollars for the first film a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the second film and three hundred thousand dollars for the third film which are negotiable which looking be- like from now that's not a lot of money
1: it's not a lot of money to do a feature at all
2: no especially um, to be a star in one
1: yeah, yeah, not a lot of money to do. It's actually, seventy five grand to star in a feature is kind of appalling. It kind <laughs> of is. Yeah,
2: I think that's like around what you would get if you got a national commercial.
1: Right, and and uh, I say right like I have any fucking idea. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. And, and so, um, yeah, that's kind of messed up. And it's interesting because it, it like it, the there are two things that spring to mind. First is like in tv i feel like a six five or six year contract is very common right if you're on a sitcom or a drama because they obviously want to they want to gamble on the show getting picked up for more seasons and they need to keep the cast together for that
2: right the standard i think is seven years
1: yeah well i don't think you can go legally i don't think you can go longer than that right okay. um And so the other thing is that I know, and I'm just presaging next week's episode a little bit, but I know that Lorne Michaels was getting into a lot of fights with Paramount Pictures in, we'll say, the mid to late 90s. Got it. Um, so it's possible that, um, part of the hatchet burying process for that was (laughs) this just shitty, well, you know, I mean, not really a surprise, just a contract in which everyone makes money except the people who do the actual work.
2: Right, right. Well, the the other part of this is if, uh, another, uh, network, or another studio wanted these cast members, SNL had the option of paying the same amounts that I mentioned before to force the the cast member to say no. So, yeah, so there was that also, but the starting salary in 1999, and I don't know if this is still the case today, because I don't know any cast members from SNL, uh, it was $5,000 per episode. So if there are okay. 22 episodes, do some math, that's a lot of money.
1: It's six figures, yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, so that was the year that this all started. I don't know how long it, it has gone on. I'm sure there are, right now on YouTube, if you go on there, they will go line by line through contracts of every show, basically, so there's a RuPaul's Drag Race from all the countries. They'll go through the contract. I'm sure there's one about SNL as well. I don't know how mm-hmm. they get their hands on these things. But like on a legal basis, it is very interesting. But just going back to the entertainment side of SNL, this was also the year where hosts included Jerry Seinfeld, Heather Graham, Jennifer Aniston. This is dating way far back. Freddie Prince Jr.
1: Hey, well, okay, and we gotta say 1999, the release of one of the most important motion pictures ever made. uh,
2: Scooby Doo? Of
1: course. uh, She's all that. Oh, right. (laughs) I thought you were Scooby Doo! Scooby Doo, of course, being the second most important.
2: (laughs) I love that movie. Um, This was also the first time The Rock hosted in '99. And Our Lady, Britney Spears. Which yes. was the I believe the one where her they put mechanical like little things in her boobies so that it moved yes. around. That was such I, a great one.
1: I think you're right. Yes, because because this I mean 99. This would have been Baby One More Time era, right? Oh like, yeah, in the very beginning of her career.
2: Yeah, and Katan was on the was on the cast, and I know he was in that sketch. Um, but the musical guests also dated way back to '99. We had Cisco with the thong song, <laughs> Christina Aguilera in sync, DMX may he rest in peace, and Blink 182s first appearance on the show. So wow. this was a really great year. I mean, I think it's great because I think this was in the prime of when I was really into SNL.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: uh, you know, the nostalgia factor is high.
1: Yeah, and 99, I mean, 99 is just a great year for culture in general I Great know, music, so great. great movies uh, She's All That, Fight Club, and The Matrix, of course Widely considered the big three of 1999
2: <laughs> 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 Were you a sad boy that loved Fight Club?
1: I did love Fight Club yeah, um, but I a red flag now <laughs> I didn't watch it, uh, I didn't see it until I got to college um, Oh, okay but uh, I lo- I did love Fight Club. I have not watched it in a while. I have it on DVD. I should watch it again and see if it holds up. I have a guess. Uh, so... <laughs> I, we
2: should do a separate probably should have <laughs> for dramas. And then we watch these movies that are just harrowing and sad. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, we did not yeah. feel good after this.
1: It'll be a nice little come down from fun episodes like this. Or a nice little <laughs> pick me up from stuff like It's packed. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel really sad about that episode. That episode's
1: but, um, just, that whole ordeal was brutal, guys. We're sorry <laughs> if we made you remember that movie.
2: <laughs> it's over, but there's so much left from this season. <laughs> Very exciting.
1: Um, but, okay, so obviously, wonderful year for culture, stacked year for SNL. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, and so I guess my question, I think we kind of already started getting at it is, do we think there's enough here in this character to support ninety minutes,
2: I think they did. It does. It it does, and it is, and it's great. Uh, I think they looked at all their previous movies, and they were like, "What didn't work?" Mm-hmm. And I think that's why there are so many other great supporting characters with with good enough backstory to support everything, versus like uh, the beautiful woman from Fresh Prince who got nothing. Yes, you know what I, I mean,
1: yes. I think you're right that. We're not going to see the same missteps yeah. that we saw in, again, just throwing <laughs> out an example, It's Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, you know, It's Pat is one joke. The game is one thing. Right. Um, and they had, like, some sketch ideas and they strung it together. Um, and you can get the sense from this movie, I think, that they did go into this saying, what are things we couldn't pull off in a sketch? Right that we could do here.
2: Especially with the incredible cast to yeah. support the joke. Because yeah. I think that's what uh, that's why Ladies Man was so great because of Will Ferrell. If it had been anyone else, I don't think it would have hit as hard. No, Will
1: Will Ferrell helped pull that movie helped pull that movie up from where it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But he did the same for this one, not to say that, you know, Molly Shannon couldn't carry the movie because she has incredible star power that she carry she can carry a movie about a horny teenage girl who's in her thirties, uh, to like to be just so likable.
1: It's she's like she's very sympathetic, I <laughs> think.
2: It's super sympathetic.
1: And 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 uh, I mean obviously Leon Phelps wasn't too like that's the other thing. And I don't think like yeah. um, I mean Pat obviously isn't and the cone heads kinda aren't and like I yeah. think it's I think it's like this is a character that uh, you can see something of yourself in her. I'm not saying that to you specifically, Nadia, although I know it also
3: applies to you. Yeah, I am
2: horny and sad a lot of the time. (laughs) But no, but it made me think about Wayne's world and why it worked is because they generally saw the good in everyone, but also Garth was really sympathetic as being this, like, kind of hapless, very sweet guy. And Molly Shannon is just so sweet as Mary Catherine Gallagher. There's no way that you can root against her. No. Even considering that she's kind of annoying.
1: Yeah. um, We will uh, discuss later in this episode one person who was rooting against her. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But overall,
2: I do think that this worked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, again, I mean, like, it's 90 minutes, and they just, like, just barely got there, I think, in some ways. Yeah. But they do get there. Um, So with that in mind, uh, let's talk about uh, how we are introduced to Mary Catherine Gallagher.
2: Oh, yeah. We get a beautiful synchronized swimming number during the opening (laughs) credits. There's a lot of gracefulness. There's a lot of just uh, beautiful imagery. And then we get a young lady jumping into the pool and it's very chaotic and that is mary catherine gallagher and she saves the life of a little boy that she lands on when she jumps into the pool whose birthmark looks like shit. and it's important right. to remember this
1: yes it's gonna come back guys it's gonna this come is, back this is again the one thing you can say about snl films every single one of them airtight three acts we're gonna set it up in one we're gonna build it up in two we're gonna knock it down in three
2: exactly (laughs) and you you will possibly laugh
1: yeah (laughs) there there is a chance and so far this season i'd say it's about 50 50 there's a chance that the movie will be funny
2: i would say that this one is kind of 90 10 for me it's no this it's so good
1: this is already in the top half top third, top quarter, easily, of movies we've ever watched for the show.
2: Yes. And I think a lot of it is just building up who the character is. So, you know, you see her being – she's not graceful, but she's a lot of fun, and she is chaotic, but she also has a zest for life. You know, she doesn't come from a very rich family. She lives in the ugliest house with the ugliest lawn with the ugliest dog. And you just really root for her. She just does her best with what she has
1: i feel like the uh you know so in this opening montage a child mary catherine uh praying at her bed please god give me someone to make out with and tongue kiss like this uh (laughs) sounds like something you might have said (laughs) yeah
2: that's me that's why i think this is why me and all my catholic school like nerd friends would watch this almost every friday we really uh (laughs) Really uh, related to this. But the other thing that's important to remember is, um, unfortunately, Mary Catherine Gallagher's uh, parents died in a horrific accident.
1: Horrific accident.
2: Mm, Uh, Mysterious. We'll
1: we'll put a pin in that. (laughs) Uh, And she lives with her grandmother. Right. uh, Who is wheelchair bound. Right, and her dream is for her granddaughter to study business <laughs> and grow up. And and I do like how much they hit, like, no, you must do business. I, that was funny to me. Um, so
0: good and vague.
1: Uh, just, yeah, they kept it so vague on purpose. Uh, and, and Mary Catherine Gallagher, of course, dreams of becoming a performer, uh, a superstar.
2: So yes, because that will make people love her, which is honestly most of the people in L.A
1: right like and look am I still one of those people to some extent yeah yeah I am <laughs> uh,
2: you gonna whisper it like Mary Catherine yes I
1: um,
2: I, 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 I really want to be loved
1: I mean but she's she's just like I'm trying to see where I have an example of it. The, the you know I remember in the ladies man when Tim Meadows says um, was your father a meat burglar here's why I ask <laughs> and him saying Was well, your father a meat burglar is not funny. Him right. saying, Here's why I ask is what makes it funny. Exactly. Um, and Molly Shannon does this throughout the movie exceptionally well. I think. Yes. So when she when she goes into the confession booth and is like, Father forgive me, it has been, you know, three days since my last confession, my sins would best be expressed in a monologue from the made-for-tv movie Sybil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not a slut. I'm right. not a slut. Uh so- <laughs> So, so so the other thing is, is that Mary works at a, Mary Catherine, she works as the rewind girl of a yes. video store. And that's, that's, this is, you know, old tech alert. We Dated, don't have yeah. The, we don't have, uh, you know, DVDs, you know, when you, when you rent something, you have to rewind it. But if you don't, they, I guess they rewind it for you. And there's somebody dedicated to doing that in the back somewhere.
1: Yeah. So VHS tapes and Tom Green. So it is 1999.
2: <laughs> This is pre Daddy Would You Like Some Sausage, Tom Green, so it is very old.
1: Yes. Um and uh and it was back when Catholicism was still seen as like an acceptable cool thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: You can set something there featuring children.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple dated things. So, you know, she has a, so so Mary Catherine, you know, so in this, we're still kind of in the character establishment phase, you know. Right. We, we do get some segments that are clearly, like, ideas for sketches that didn't make it to air. Like, my gymnastics tryout didn't go very well either, you know, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, she kicks the nun in the face, and the nun is also wearing a short skirt and tights. <laughs> did you notice that?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I
2: also love that the abbreviation for Saint Monica's High School is SMH.
1: Yeah, that's shake, good.
2: Shake My Head University.
1: Yeah, uh, and then the uh, she loves made for TV movies. And again, like one of the uh, one of the other, again, this line delivery is so good. Is when one of the um, her main bully Evian uh, <laughs> is uh, like insults her, and she just mumbles, "Are you aware that I am rubber and you are glue?" <laughs> And the, the are you aware is what really sells that line for me.
2: <laughs> it's so good. Again, this is where she just mumbles everything and it's the perfect way. It's so understated. And I think if it wasn't, this wouldn't work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, so, so we establish a character and you're like, okay, okay, this is all right. Uh, and uh, then we uh, get to, I, I, I guess I would say the inciting incident, uh, which is her making out with the tree.
2: Ah, uh, yes. So, as one grows up, <laughs> you one will experience some feelings. Um, but she feels it towards a tree. <laughs> but she has a really vivid imagination. And she's just right. kind it's, of it's per-
1: practice, right? It's practice yeah. for a boy.
2: Yeah, she's very horny and, you know, needs some practice, and so she kind of approaches a tree in a sexy way and ends up making out with the tree
1: out with the tree at one point pulls away and says what's that you want to be spanked
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh again it wouldn't work if this was cast with children but no um, it really wouldn't but one of the nuns one of the sisters she catches mary catherine and uh unfortunately she has to go to the principal slash pastor's office
1: yeah uh and basically puts her uh the, the pastor played by mark mckinney um who, again, when he plays Glenn on Superstore, (laughs) that's doing a voice. He actually has a normal speaking voice. I
2: forget it every single time. (laughs)
1: Um, uh, Who puts her in special ed, which, I'm going to say the other dated part of this film, Nadia, is going to be the depiction of the special ed students.
2: I completely forgot about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just absolutely forgot. So they, there is a little bit of a breakdown of who is who in this little classroom. So you got um, her bestie Helen, right. uh, who's and intense that's and her- uh,
1: that's Laybourne, right? That's Emily Laybourne.
2: Yes, and yeah. her intense energy makes Mary Catherine feel bombarded. Um, <laughs> we don't really know what her deal is. Uh, but then there's a guy named Harold who is h- horny and thinks everyone wants to fuck him. Uh, right. There's another guy who th- uh, pretends he's high slash drunk. Um, and there's a poor child who uh, has OCD and says everything five times. Says
1: everything five times, yeah. Uh,
2: and there's a goth girl, which I thought was actually pretty funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then uh, the uh, the door opens and a tall, dark, and handsome, silent stranger comes in. Uh, and that's Slater. Fuck yeah. Uh, played by Harland Williams, who transferred from a public school. Uh, and I love <laughs> the idea, very true to life, that Catholic students are terrified of kids who went to public school.
2: <laughs> I was a kid who went to public school going into Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And it really is such a difference. <laughs> There is a huge difference between kids who went to Catholic school their whole life and people who had to suffer into public school.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but we
2: also get, unfortunately, uh, the R slur. Yeah, uh, we
1: get we get some of that.
2: From Tom Green, and that's really sad. Um, but we, we do learn about Slater. He apparently killed his parents and chopped them up.
1: Murdered someone, yeah.
2: But he's still in school.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, he transferred and he doesn't talk. And Mary Catherine Gallagher uh, is a little scared of him, but also he's kind of dangerous and she's horny all the time. So maybe, maybe she's a little attracted to him. But her main... Yeah, she's
2: a true Catholic schoolgirl, she likes the dangerous ones. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: But her main crush, who I realize we haven't talked about yet, uh, (gasps) is Sky Corrigan.
2: So dreamy. It's Will Ferrell in a wig.
1: (laughs) It's just such a... I mean, it's Will Ferrell. He's terrific, obviously. Uh, It's a smaller role than he had in The Ladies' Man. Um, But it's, you know, it's him as this, like, bright-eyed, absolutely perfect uh, Mm. Catholic school student. And, again, the best male dancer in the whole school.
2: (laughs) The other thing is that I love about this character, and I loved it when I was younger, is that he's just a nice dude.
1: He is, and he actually uh, again, like he ends up being a a decent guy in the movie. Yeah.
2: yeah, we don't get we don't get a moment where he's mean to anyone who doesn't deserve it. right. And that is and really great and nice for he, you know a, a hot, popular character, you know it,
1: yes, so I, I do like that choice. Uh, and of course, I mean, the conflict in the movie is he's he's dating Evian, the bitch uh, girl and yeah. uh, and Molly Shannon's gotta find a way to win him away. Uh, from her and that's where we get kind of the the main uh setup for uh for what she's going to be working on for the rest of the movie
2: yeah so the catholic teenager magazine is throwing a (laughs) talent show slash contest where you if you win you win a trip to hollywood to be an extra in a movie with positive moral values yeah which i love and so uh that we do get our first dreams. Well, it's a, is it the first one of the dream sequences? Wait, there's where, a
1: lot of dream sequences.
3: Where <laughs>
2: in this movie. Mary Catherine comes out of a limo on a red carpet at the premiere of this very uh, positive moral movie. <laughs> and this guy's like, Mary Catherine, how does it feel to be an extra in a movie with positive moral values? And she just goes, It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much.
1: I love that and I love the choice to call it Catholic Teenager Magazine.
2: It wasn't like Cath Teen. Yeah, it wasn't
1: it wasn't it wasn't Catholic Teen and it was just what's the most blunt name we could think of.
2: It's so great. Uh, so she, you know, she really 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 wants to do it, but her grandmother is pretty strict.
1: You have to study business.
2: <laughs> just general business. Um, We do get a scene that is just absolutely hilarious, where Mary Catherine is kind of rehearsing for this talent show thing, but then puts on an etiquette class on her etiquette for
1: moderns (laughs) was the name (laughs) of the record player,
2: and it teaches her how to uh, introduce herself, make eye contact very intensely. It what a great bit! It's so short, but it was worth it.
1: And like, I feel like this is a scene that. Is so, th- this is the sort of thing that can make an SLNL movie work. You can't do this in a sketch, you wouldn't have just one person in a mirror right? doing this, especially for like five minutes, right? Um, but if they're writing this movie and they're like, We have this character, what does she do in her spare time? That I think that's a really good way to build out the character,
2: really? Yeah, because she is very awkward and she needs all the help she can get,
1: yeah. Um, we also have, uh, they go back to school, they're in chapel, uh, we have one funny gag I liked, which is Evian (laughs) going, uh, up for communion and say, what was the exact line? She's like, is this low fat? Is this non-fat? is this nonfat and the pastor just jams it in her mouth
2: <laughs> how did you like the way that mary Catherine crosses herself with the whistling
1: i'm so glad <laughs> that you brought this up because i actually do have this later in my notes the whistling is like i can i can go either way on the whistling honestly uh-huh. um She's cross. She's crossing herself backwards. Like Yeah, that's,
2: yeah. That's, that's the th- problem. <laughs> that's the glaring issue here. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> um, she's crossing herself backwards and with her left hand, uh, which brings me to uh, my main point. I think she's secretly a Satanist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love. I love that scene. I used to do that to piss off my mom in high school. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that that really struck a chord in my heart. Um, but you know we we uh, get to see another great tiny uh, <laughs> dream montage where Mary Catherine's actually super bummed out because her grandma says that she right, can't she, do... she can't ta- do
1: it, yeah.
3: But
2: she can't do the talent show because she has to study business. <laughs> so her friend, Helen, wants to cheer her up, and, you know, the best way to do that is to have supermodel documentary hour.
1: And, like, what a weird... <laughs>
2: I mean, what you a... have to think. It's 99. The 90s were all about supermodels. Everybody wanted to look like one. Everyone thought supermodels were fucking tight. Tyra had her own show. Naomi Campbell scared Tyra. You know, there was, like, a lot of <laughs> drama of, around supermodels.
1: I guess that's true. Like, it, it, like <clears throat> I didn't even, like, think of that. Because that was such a weird, specific thing. But I guess it does make a lot more sense. Well, I mean,
2: you weren't a woman in the 90s. Like, I used to do Cindy Crawford's workout tape.
1: Because,
2: mm-hmm. like it's Cindy Crawford you want to
1: look
2: like Cindy Crawford
1: sure um okay but I like I did like the scene I thought it was fun and I liked that it was totally just all in their head because there is a smash cut back to the chapel at the end of it
2: (laughs) yeah where the pastor's like can you ladies keep it down and they you know sheepishly look around and everyone's staring at them yeah I love a good moment where everyone's staring at you
1: oh yeah um and there's a few of these uh in this uh in this film and then we also get a scene of and again like sort of thing i feel like you can't really pull off in a sketch of uh, mary catherine working at the video store
2: yeah and sky walks in he's so dreamy
1: he's so dreamy and he wants he's specifically looking for the john travolta feature
2: friend of the podcast john travolta
1: and i assume future podcast selection the boy in the plastic bubble
2: (laughs) And they start quoting the movie to each other because it's both their 19th favorite made-for-TV movie.
1: <laughs> which is great, which is a great line. Um, and, uh, and so she's overwhelmed with horniness, right? Um, My favorite got... thing
2: is when he walks out, he goes, be kind rewind. And she, like, totally freaks out. <laughs> they really catch the um, excitement of talking to your crush and the awkwardness of it all. It's yes. Just, it's really, really actually very beautiful.
1: Yes, I mean, and and again, like, you're rooting for Mary Catherine in this. I just, again, we're going to get to someone who is not rooting for Mary Catherine later. Uh, right. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, what's next? Is it the cafeteria scene?
2: It is the cafeteria scene.
1: Um, so, again, Tom Green is in this movie as a bully, uh, which immediately places it in 1999. Right. Uh, there is one visual gag I love, which is... Howard, she uh, mary Catherine gallagher grabs a banana for her lunch tray right and howard uh who is the horny uh <laughs> overly oversexed uh special ed student a weird phrase to say in yes. 2021 right. he over- he's, i forget what he says to her he's like what are you gonna hey what do you want to do to me show me on the banana she takes the banana <laughs> she just crushes it in both of her hands
2: and then he looks away because he's so scared. The other yeah. the other tiny subtle gag was when Helen asked Mary marry Catherine, um, would you like a bite of my sloppy Joseph? <laughs> and really, really, really funny. Um, yeah. The other thing we establish here is that Evian is a bad guy, right? She's the bad yes. guy of the movie. But she, like most horrible people, does a lot of things for charity. So they do... Um, <laughs> So she goes up to Mary Catherine and is like, you really shouldn't say superstar anymore because people would say that you super suck. Gotta go walk for glaucoma. And then she leaves. <laughs> so, you know, she has that kind of like, I'm hiding behind, like, working on my causes and things. And I think that's just a very good Catholic joke.
1: It is. And and <laughs> very accurate. Um, and then there's a dance number.
2: Yeah, because... Sky Corrigan now knows Mary, and he's super nice. He goes and talks to her, and is like, "Hey, Mary, how's it going? I saw you uh, dancing in the courtyard. You got some nice moves. Nice moves." And then it goes into them all doing the robot.
1: They're all doing the robot, and then a little, a little more choreography after that. But big dance number to everybody dance now, which had to be father son,
2: holy ghost.
0: (laughs) I loved that.
1: And this is, uh, I would say, where most of the film's budget had to go was clearing the rights to that song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the and the space that they used to choreograph it with like a big mirror.
1: Yeah, and like I mean, again, this is the thing you can't pull off on SNL. I mean, it is no. a it is a big number, like with a lot of extras in a big space.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it it it's great and it works. Um, And then, you know, you smash cut to the pastor's office and you get one of the best bits of the whole movie. It's,
1: it's so, I mean, I, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then I've just been thinking about it more and (laughs)
2: more. He has this little tray of just a bunch of pieces of toast lined up waiting for him to eat. And he's cutting one in half and it's burnt.
1: Mark McKinney eating pitch black toast for like two full minutes
2: he can't get it down the nuns are watching him so nervously dead and, silence and he's like i hate to point the finger of blame but who burnt the, or who broke the good toaster <laughs> i love that gag and then it, the whole scene is over
1: the the setup of just two minutes of him gnawing on this blackened piece of toast and but then we didn't like,
2: need this, but we needed it, you know? It's just I, so perfect.
1: I really don't think I would have liked this movie as
2: much. <laughs> the burnt toe scene really sold if, it for you.
1: If we didn't have the scene. And then we get the other uh gag scene, which honestly is hilarious. Not very relatable for me, but yes. uh the her her in the mirror uh talking about her boobs at <laughs> all. No.
2: Yes, because one Boob is bigger than the other one. This is the mommy, and this, this is, is the, the
3: baby. Mommy and
2: this is the baby, and their friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that is a bit that my friends and I would do in at the lunchroom. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. This was before we had all fully really developed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was first of all, it's funny seeing like a thirty-two-year-old woman uh, yeah. do this bit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's good, and and then you know we see her praying again and saying goodnight to the picture of her parents and good night to the candle, and then finally a good night to God, mm-hmm. and uh, he he pays her a little visit,
1: and then, and then God responds, good night, Mary. Uh, <laughs> oh and my
2: me, <laughs>
1: and uh, and it's Will Ferrell as Jesus appearing in a vision, uh, to <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher. Uh, telling her that she has to try out for the talent show.
2: Yeah, he's got to get. She's got to get jiggy with it.
1: He does tell her to get jiggy with it, which I thought was going to foreshadow her performing, uh, getting jiggy with it as the final number. It did not, and it's fine. It's fine. Maybe
2: they didn't get the rights. Maybe Will Smith was like, "No, <laughs> I don't think so."
1: Like, uh, call me when it's at a Scientologist <laughs> high school, and so. <laughs> Uh, he also, I do love, first of all, so we're like, Will Ferrell is playing this, you know, Sky Corrigan Catholic school, uh, boy who was just like, hey, I saw you had some nice moves, like a really chipper, like squeaky clean, good boy. He plays Jesus exactly the same.
2: <laughs> yeah. Jesus is really cool.
1: And like, us, like, oh, CD player. We don't have these. <laughs>
2: Spirit in the sky. This is about me. He's just so chill. Like he's definitely remember when back in the day when uh, John Kerry and Bush were in uh in the presidential race and yeah. one of the questions was, Who would you rather have a beer with? George W. Bush or John Kerry? Which like means nothing me, in the presidency. One,
1: means nothing to people said George W. Bush who is sober. <laughs>
2: Right, exactly. Also, I would not want to be drunk around him because no, because he,
1: he, will... he might bomb you. Uh, anyways, rest in peace, Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, news drop today.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, but Will Ferrell as Jesus. If that is the way that Jesus really is, I'd have a drink with Jesus.
1: I have a beer with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so so basically, he encourages her uh, to try out for the talent show. So
2: oh god, here it comes. So- The conflict really is coming to a head.
1: Yeah, so we're really getting into, like, well into act two at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) there's another altercation between Mary Catherine Gallagher and Evian, uh, the blonde, skinny bully uh, who calls Mary Catherine Gallagher a hymenly challenged dog, (laughs) which is a good a good line. (laughs) It's a good
2: burn, but it's so mean. It's very mean. Yeah, she, Mary Catherine really wants to sign up for the auditions, and there's a big sign that says, sign up for the auditions, and she, it tells the girls, the mean girls, can you kindly point me to where to sign up for the auditions? It's like, girl, you just walk up, it's fine. But, you know, they needed the little altercation because, Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, fucking Evian doesn't want to let her sign up! That bitch. So...
1: (laughs) So it turns into a fight, uh, which results in them both getting dragged into the pastor's office. Um, and, Evian
2: by her hair, which was Ev- <laughs> And
1: And uh, we get some lines from Mary Catholic Catherine Gallagher. Mary Catholic Gallagher. Maybe, like, <laughs> some
2: lines. Wait, I like the line during their fight where Mary Catherine is punching her boobs, and then she just goes, oh, my titties. <laughs> love
1: that
2: um i think that's why i say titties now <laughs> they drag
1: her they drag them into the principal's office and for a second here for a second here mary catherine gallagher is yelling stuff like i just want to kick yo ass and i'm like <laughs> okay i think we're kind of pushing up against the limits of what this sketch character can do right but then <laughs> she she justifies it perfectly by saying the video store where I work just got Spike Lee movies.
2: <laughs> she also tells Evian to go drink a bottle of herself. I
1: love that. Your parents named you after bottled water. <laughs> and then she grabs Evian by the tongue. which
2: <laughs> It's so good. But uh, needless to say, this just solidifies that they are not, it's not over yet.
1: No. And uh, they call in her grandmother. Um, they call Mary Catherine's grandmother to pick her up, and, and the pastor says a combination of prayer and Ritalin could eliminate her excess energy. <laughs> Again, I don't feel like that super aged super well. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But her grandma sticks up for her.
2: Yeah, she calls her a star. My yeah. granddaughter is a star, and if yeah. she wants to audition, she should she should be able to. Yeah. Oh. Although,
1: although we learned that she was lying, and that was to keep her out of trouble.
2: Yeah, um, because she has to study business.
1: She has to study business. They get home, and Grandma still won't let her audition. There's an extended sequence of Molly Shannon yelling, "You're horrible!" and slamming the door multiple times.
2: Yeah, and we and, also get to see the home lives of Evian and Yes Sky Corrigan. So Evian is on a uh, party line with her friends, talking about how just unfair it is that she got in trouble for fighting. Yeah, and uh, Sky calls with uh, while he's at dinner. With his parents, eating three giant meatballs and spaghetti, which made me think of you. Because I was like, Italian. And, and he he saw Evian being mean to Mary Catherine. And he's not a mean guy. And he's not
1: cool with it.
2: No. And he's like, we need to talk. And she's like, great, let's talk right now. He's like, I can't. I'm at dinner. But he was the one who called. I love that bit. Uh
1: and uh i think we also uh get the reveal here again doesn't feel super funny anymore uh that evian is bulimic yeah yeah uh and that's played for laughs which doesn't feel great it doesn't it doesn't no but hey tom green vhs and party lines folks is it 1999 or what
2: hell yeah Uh, let's go watch she's all that
1: uh, and so, uh, maybe I will watch. She's all that tonight. Uh, and so, <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's such so a good, good movie, guys. It's I'm sorry. It's just so good. Fucking Ushers in it. Are you kidding me? Little Kim. What? Oh,
2: what a cow. Paul Walker may he rest in peace, rest like, in as, peace as a Paul villain.
1: Cameo from Sarah Michelle Gellar, who of course was dating Freddie Prinze Jr. at the time. They're still together.
2: I know. Isn't that so sweet? It's and so she sweet. was. And she was Daphne in Scooby Doo.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think I already told you this. You know who officiated Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar's wedding, right? No, who? Uh, enemy of the show Adam Shankman. No
2: way! I, 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 I wouldn't call him an enemy.
1: No, he's an enemy.
2: I really he's, like hairspray.
1: Yeah, but do what men want and oh. uh, bringing down the house <laughs> offset <laughs> hairspray?
2: You're right, you're right. I, I, uh, I'm i going to say I'm indifferent. Yeah. But anyways.
1: Uh, the reason he knew them, I think he did the fight choreography on Buffy for, for some of it.
2: Oh, Um, okay. Well, that's... In any
1: event, we're getting way off track, but speaking of choreography, uh, let's (sighs) talk about how Mary Catherine Gallagher's parents died.
2: Okay, so they were professional step dancers, and they were really fucking good. (laughs) Best but
1: in the
2: world. Best in the world. They were at Bessemer Heights, which is the town they lived in. Like people would come from all over to perform and and be their rivals, but they never really did very well up until this one couple that really came in strong. And so they, you know, they had to perform at their best. So the, her parents started to perform with their whole crew, but some drunk guy hits the record player with his belly. And it speeds up the record. And oh no, her parents they fall and they oh fall. no, they her get stopped. Trampled
1: to death. <laughs> to death in a in an Irish step dance competition.
2: Blood is everywhere and just, they die.
1: Just <laughs> so over the top. And this is the, the grandmother telling Mary Catherine Gallagher all this in a flashback sequence and ends with saying and that's the truth i just told you they were eaten by hammerhead sharks to make you feel better
2: <laughs> how they really died was much more tragic yeah but that is why her grandmother wants her to go to business school because
1: you will be- never step dance as long as i wheel around the earth
2: <laughs> yes because if she studies business she'll be behind a desk and she'll be safe
1: Right. Uh, Uh, Anyways. um, Next day. I think this entire film takes place over the course of like a week. Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like a three-day movie.
1: (laughs) uh, Sky breaks up with Evian after she beats up Mary Catherine Gallagher.
2: In front of everyone.
1: In front of everyone. And Mary Catherine Gallagher moves in right away.
2: Oh, yeah, because, you know, he's the hottest guy in school. It'll definitely, you know, he'll get scooped up. And so...
1: I do like her moving in and then immediately going, oh my goodness, this relationship is moving too fast.
2: <laughs> and then she hugs him and he, she has to be pulled off of him. Um, but ultimately, they Sky is a single slice of beefcake now. And uh, Mary Catherine goes into another uh, movie fantasy where she pictures Will Ferrell and most of the other cast as cast members of Armageddon.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's nineteen ninety nine, folks.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she everyone yeah. like
1: sings the song from Armageddon,
2: <laughs> and you know she's like, "Please, when after you you're done saving the world, come home to me so we can kiss,"
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, it's very romantic. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, meanwhile, not only is Sky icing out Evian, but his whole family is icing out Evian.
2: <laughs> yeah, she shows up at his house, which you don't want to do. No. And her his mom is like, I'll go check to see if he's home, and he just walks by. He's like, nope, not not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, oh no no, uh, he's not home. <laughs> I love his mom. She totally has his back.
1: Yes, uh, my mom would have done the same thing.
2: Um, Aww. I don't know
1: why I'm saying it in past tense. She'd probably still do the same thing. I guess uh, I don't know why, but <laughs>
2: she's she's your ride or die, and so is this woman. And uh, uh, But the bad thing is, though, is that her mom is like, oh, are you going to beat me up, too? Because Evian starts giving her attitude. And so Evian is like, you know what? The problem is not me. It is Mary Catherine Gallagher.
1: Yes. And we cut over to Mary Catherine Gallagher, who, now newly horny after her interaction with Sky, <laughs> uh, is making out with a stop sign.
2: Right. That, but. It, it, there's a lot of that.
1: But someone's watching her
2: <gasps> it's slater
1: it's slater still still silent uh, yes and he
2: hands her her journal that she had dropped earlier in the movie
1: and yeah we forgot flower. to mention that
2: there yeah. was a flower in it a dried mm-hmm. flower
1: is, is it possible that even <clears throat> though mary catherine gallagher is uh in love with sky what she's really wanted has been right in front of her this whole time
2: oh my god the romance <laughs> It's it's a lot. So we're finally, we're just plowing through. Again, 90 minutes. It's super 90 tight. 90 minutes.
1: Act three. Here we go. Audition time.
2: It's audition time. People are doing, we get the devil went down to Georgia from the goth girl, and then she says that the devil has a big cock, but they, they like, cut her <laughs> off right before? I had never yes. heard that version of that song. Um, there was also... Was there another thing or was that just... A- I,
1: I have a line I really liked from Will Ferrell, which is Evian is trying to get his attention and Will <laughs> Ferrell says, do you hear something, Dylan? Sounds like someone I used to go out with thinking we're still going out.
2: <laughs> yeah, he really just has had enough because she's really rude. Yep. Um, and then it's time for Mary Catherine, Mary Catherine to audition. Yes. And she fucking kills it.
1: She does. She says, uh, she says, I'm multi-talented, but today I chose to express myself through song. Me. And again.
2: That's me. Yeah.
1: I uh, feel and that again, way. a C plus screenplay would have just said, today I chose to express myself through song and had that be the laugh line.
2: Yeah. But
1: opening with, I'm multi-talented, but that's, <laughs> that's the difference. Like, that's what, that's what works.
2: That's quality writing. Yes. Um, The other thing about Mary Catherine is, you know, as she is the rewind girl, she has watched other movies like Carrie (laughs) and, you know, wishes she had telekinetic powers. Yes. Um, And so we get a call back to that because unfortunately at the end of her really great audition she gets blue paint spilled all over her by Evian. Yes. And she runs out and she's horrified.
1: Yeah. So Carrie asks uh, Carrie-esque, or Carrie-ass, depending on <laughs> how, how you like to say it, uh, uh, bucket of paint-type uh, gag. So she's humiliated. Tom Green is yelling slurs at her that I'm not going to repeat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so she runs out of the school. And who does she run into? But
2: Slater! Slater. He's a fucking hero champ on a motorcycle.
1: On a motorcycle. Rides off on his motorcycle. Um, and it turns out... Uh She finds out he has a birthmark That looks like shit
2: It's the boy from the pool
1: It's the little boy she He's Yeah, it's the little boy she saved at the pool And he doesn't talk a lot Because he has a stutter
2: Yeah, he didn't murder anybody they, oh. He just, his parents just got ripped apart and eaten by a school of hammerhead sharks. Which his parents just,
1: were just eaten by hammerhead sharks.
2: Which is what her grandma said about her parents.
1: And so Molly, perfect reaction for Molly Shannon just going, that happens a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but he just, he says he would have people, he would rather have people be afraid of him than to make fun of his stutter. So he just chooses yeah. not to speak. Yeah. And Mary Catherine also has a heartbreaking moment because she is really sad about everything that's going on and she asks him, do you think I'm pretty? Because I hate the way that I am sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he says, I think you look great. I think you look beautiful. Oh. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment.
1: Now, is he the one who says, I think Sky would have to be crazy not to kiss you? Y- yes. Yeah. So it's like, and, and it's, I, I don't, I don't know why he said that, but like, He's still supportive of her, even though he want, even though she wants someone that's not him.
2: Right. She asks him, you know, "Would do you think that a sky would want to kiss me?" And that's why he says he would be crazy if he didn't want to, which was very sweet. It is. It's really sweet, and I just,
1: you know, it just, it's very, it's, it's not very moving. Like when my daughter was born, like I cried. And I, I didn't cry at that line, but it's a very nice choice in the writing yeah. to have that moment be sweet.
2: Also, just the earnestness of it. You know, they could have easily been winking at the camera of like, this is this moment supposed to make you feel something. But they, they actually played it very seriously, and it really works because yeah. you're really rooting. Now you're rooting for this other guy, too.
1: Yeah. So it's time to prepare for the talent show, uh, and we need uh, a montage and the grandma yelling at people.
2: yeah so she definitely made it into the talent show she had to lose the part at the end with the paint which means the Evian didn't get in trouble for that um and she starts to do some work with her grandmother in the dancing department and then knocks over a tv onto her dog yes she
1: crushes the dog who almost goes to heaven but runs into Jesus who is like no 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 go back go back
2: (laughs) and then the dog is fine uh, but ultimately, you know, she's a really great performer. But what would really help is if she had a chorus line, yes. and so she gets all of her friends from her special ed class to be a part of the chorus line. Yes,
1: and so the grandma is coaching them. Uh, she's uh, yelling at them. When I say dip, you dip. When I say hustle, you hustle. I have two more, uh, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And uh, I, I forget what the last one was, but booga it was like some.
3: Something...
1: Yes, when I say ooga booga, you ooga booga, and they're like what? What's a Booga? And the, the grandmother says, when I say it, you better fucking figure it out. <laughs> and folks, that's our one fuck word for this PG-13
0: film. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it was well earned. I loved it. Uh, huh. We don't we don't really get much of that because the next scene is the actual talent show again. Yes. The four days tops. Four
1: days. De- and again, before we go into the talent show, I just want to call out that this is the point in the movie where my internet went out, <laughs> uh, and I had to uh, power cycle my modem, which you know it came back on. But I wrote down my prediction for what was going to happen in the final twenty oh, minutes Oh, okay. The film.
2: Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
1: Um, so I did predict correctly that she would win over Sky, but end up with Slater. Uh, But what I got wrong was she was going to, at the last minute, have another vision from Jesus (laughs) and substitute in getting jiggy with it for the
2: song. (laughs) They couldn't get the rights. They couldn't get the rights, yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) We're
2: being real. Uh, Internet came
1: back on, movie kept going.
2: (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. So now we have an entire audience in the auditorium, and the pastor comes out, and he talks about the fight against VD, which is uh, a sinful— Pus-filled disease. So you must resist the urge that lingers in your loins, because girls have a button and boys have a pole, and wicked touching takes its toll.
1: I also, I get maybe the funniest gag in the movie is he's like, and we want to welcome the judges who are the gossip columnists at Catholic Teenager Magazine, and they're all like eighty years old.
2: Yeah. It's so funny. They talk about like the gossip among the saints, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, so, you know, we get some, uh, other talent acts. Howard tries to strip, um... <laughs> he does the and... Full
2: Monty again, 1999 yes. reference. I,
1: there, okay, so this is very much a movie of the moment, now that I, now yeah. that I see all these references lined up in a row. Did you uh, also
2: notice that he had an Italian accent when he introduced the Full Monty?
1: No, I didn't notice that, which and... is weird,
2: because <laughs> yeah. the Full
1: Monty is famously about britain
2: (laughs) yeah exactly and the other part that was a throwaway line was and we should all we should thank howard's father who donated and then it cuts away so now we know why howard is at that school i see yes um
1: and then slater has a vision of jesus
2: yeah he's trying to leave town
1: yeah, he's trying to leave town, and Jesus is like, no, you got to go after Mary. And Slater's like, you think Mary likes me? And I love Jesus saying, "Oh, why did I make everyone so insecure?"
2: <laughs> and he does. He goes back because he he really likes Mar- Mary, and it's her tu- it's her turn to perform, and he makes it just in time.
1: Yeah. Um, also, Sky and Evian perform together, and Sky goes <laughs> out and says, "Even though Evian and I are dancing together, we're still broken up." Um,
2: <laughs> I repeat broken up
1: yeah so it's I mean,
2: great they have their they have their dance number they have this really cool like sky blue and pink outfit on and they yes. kill it they're absolutely genuinely very good
1: yeah did you ever see uh, blades of glory yes yeah um i love the skating <laughs> choreography from yes. that movie um i think that's a very underrated will ferrell film uh you got amy poehler and will arnett in there you got some really mm-hmm. funny side gags um his outfit in this movie made me think of that
2: yeah totally this was like a precursor to him being in that one yeah uh, but it was really really fun and really good uh evian is like you know you want me while they're dancing and will is like we're broken up five six seven eight and then do like <laughs> a big jump it's it's very very well done um and then you know mary's kind of freaked out because they're really good
1: They are, uh, but then Mary goes up with her chorus line, and they do the song from fame, uh, (laughs) and then a nun accidentally bumps into the record player.
2: Oh, my God, history repeats itself. The music is too fast. The music
1: is too fast. Uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher falls, but manages to get up again. Uh, They do the big number, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and
1: they end up winning the talent show.
2: Hell, yeah, they do. It was great. Oh, my question is, does she get to take all of her friends to go be extras with her in a movie with positive moral values? I mean,
1: probably, like that's isn't that what extras are for? I know, right? Just having a bunch of people around.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so she wins and it's a it's a really big deal for her grandmother to see her actually succeeding and winning. Yeah. She doesn't have to do business anymore. She could be a star.
1: It's very sweet. And she gets, you know, a great line where she gets to console Evian and say, I feel really bad for you because you didn't know you were competing against a
2: superstar. (laughs) And then, you know, we got to wrap it up. It's, we're at the 90 minute mark, basically. We're at 89 minutes.
1: 89.30 right here. So uh, (laughs) she does the kiss with Sky. It's like on, they're like on a conveyor, like in a Spike Lee movie, honestly. (laughs) They're on a, they're on a conveyor belt. um, And they kiss, but.
2: it's bad kind of sucks yeah we've all had that happen it happens
1: (laughs) and then slater kisses her
2: (gasps) and it's magical it's
1: magical and then everyone just kisses each other except the goth girl which i thought was hilarious
2: yeah she pushes the guy down to her vagina (laughs) the drunk guy or pretending to be drunk guy but um yeah that's the end of the of the talent show it's a it's a huge success for mary
1: yeah and the final scene is her talking to the tree
2: yeah they gotta break up you know she's moving on
1: she's with slater now and so she starts (laughs) and then she's like what you want a goodbye what (laughs) you're you're so bad um which is honestly yeah i'm gonna say it nadia this movie's pretty funny
2: yeah this movie rules of all the snl movies it's one of the ones that i feel perfectly fine watching over and over and over
1: yeah i would i mean i like i'm not gonna go out of my way to see this again especially considering that i got eight more of these fucking things to watch for the podcast (laughs) but uh but i did i did have fun with this one this was definitely one of the more pleasant viewing experiences
2: yeah, it was. It had a lot of heart to it, and I think that's why it holds a special place to in my little heart. Um, also, just the, the Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> it really helps.
1: That helps. Now, I, I do want to talk about the one guy who was not rooting for Mary Catherine Gallagher, and that is Roger Ebert
0: <laughs> oh. of the
1: Chicago Sun-Times, who gave the film one star, writing... Here is a portrait of a character so sad and hapless, so hard to like, so impossible to empathize with, that watching it feels like an act of unkindness, uh, describing the character of Mary Catherine Gallagher as, quote, one of those people who inspires in you the inexplicable desire to be hurtful and cruel.
2: Oh my god, what is wrong with this man? He you know, I just keep going back joint. and
1: forth on Ebert.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's gotta like have a beer or something, like relax. What did he uh, like that we were surprised about?
1: um i mean he he liked he loved risky business that was the one that really threw me he gave that one four stars
2: yeah so fuck him and
1: and the other weird
2: (laughs) rest in peace he's
1: he's lovely uh the other thing (laughs) that the funniest review he ever wrote was look who's talking where he's like this is pretty good but they could have done it without the baby and i'm like no that's
0: (laughs) that's the whole point
1: That's what the movie's about. Um, But I know this movie holds a special place in your heart, Nadia, and my question for you is, does Molly Shannon hold a special place in your heart among Saturday Night Live cast members? Oh,
2: I love her so much. I actually have, like, a personal story about Molly Shannon. Um, My mom came to visit when I lived in New York, and she wanted to see a Broadway show, and Sean Hayes was on Broadway with Kristen Chenoweth doing Promises Promises. What we didn't know was that Molly Shannon was – playing, like, the comedic, Mm -hmm. scene-stealing side character in that show, and my mom had never done, like, okay, so in New York, you do this thing on Broadway where you stage door a show, and you go to the stage door at the side of the theater, and you can meet the cast.
1: Yes, when they come out after the show.
2: Yes, because they have to go home, okay. you know? So uh, they... Can... And folks,
1: just for our listeners out there, I want to be clear here, the actors don't live at the theater. <laughs> no, they like... go,
2: They have a house. <laughs>
1: they have a house.
2: <laughs> um, but what you can do is have them sign your playbill. They usually walk out with a Sharpie. It's very sweet. They'll take pictures with you if they're nice. If you're, if you're Daniel Radcliffe, which I did stage door how to succeed in business without really trying, um, he didn't stay very long. He like yeah. signed a few and then he's like, I'm Harry Potter. And then he left... <laughs>
1: And then Radcliffe, who famously wore exactly the same outfit every day when he walked out the stage door so the paparazzi couldn't sell new photos of him.
2: I love him. but um, <laughs> So my mom was really excited because she's a huge Will & Grace fan, so she got to meet Sean Hayes mm-hmm. and Kristen Chenoweth. She knew about from Wicked because I made her listen to it. But I was like, Mom, we have to wait for Molly Shannon. Like She is one of my heroes. I loved her on SNL. And uh, when she came out... She was really sweet and I asked her I was like look like I'm really interested in doing what you did and doing comedy. Do you think I should move to LA or should I stay here and she actually like grabbed my hand and took me aside and we had like a whole conversation at the side of the theater for like 20 minutes.
1: Wow,
3: that's yeah. incredible.
2: Yeah, she like told me all the options that I had for comedy schools here in L.A. She's like, if you want to do Second City, go to Chicago. If you want to do UCB, you can stay here, but there's one in L.A. Like, it just kind of going through it, telling me what kind of headshots to get, what not to do with my headshots, like really <laughs> going in on how to be how to do this you know well that's so kind super nice we took a picture together and then uh just recently i think it was the year before the pandemic i saw her at whole foods near my house <laughs> and i stopped her in the parking lot and i scared her and i've apologized profusely because i didn't mean to scare her and i was like i you obviously will not remember this but like 10 years ago I staged your promises promises and you gave me all this advice. And she's like, I remember that I gave you this headshot photographer's name and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) We'd shot the shit in the parking lot for like half an hour.
0: That's so great.
2: Genuinely a really nice person. She was really happy for the successes that I had had and uh, was, says she was rooting for me and she would like look for me and stuff in the trades, which I thought was very sweet. So like she, she's just like genuinely a very nice person. So any success that she has had, like, well-deserved. She obviously works really hard. Um, but also, like, it's really hard to say that a lot of people in Hollywood who have her success are nice.
1: Yes, I agree. Um, speaking of her success, uh, let's let's talk about uh, her career post-SNL in our segment, Good For Them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Molly Shannon uh, hosted Saturday Night Live in 2007, uh, which is notable because she's the second... Former female cast member ever That actually came back to host the show um, And the first was Julia Louis-Dreyfus who almost Doesn't count because she was only <laughs> on the show For one year and it wasn't A year that Lauren Michaels was working on the show
3: Yeah <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, so She has that little milestone there Um, You already took one of my bullet points, which is she was in a Broadway revival of the Neil Simon musical Promises Promises uh, from
3: 2010 to 2011.
1: Um, She has collaborated a few times uh, with a really terrific screenwriter, uh, Mike White. Uh, Who uh, She was in his sitcom, I didn't know he wrote a sitcom, uh, in 2004 uh, called Cracking Up. Uh, It did not run very long. She was in his drama film, Year of the Dog, from 2007, and she has a very memorable uh, guest role in uh, a really great series that he did for HBO in 2013 called Enlightened um mike white is brilliant and i love him and he's got a new series coming uh, in a couple months that i'm very excited for as well is it
2: mike white the guy who wrote school of rock
1: he wrote school of rock yes yeah and we, uh, he I plays love that guy he plays jack black's roommate in school of rock so schneebly. You, you yeah yes ned schneebly yeah ned the schneebly. real ned schneebly yeah um so yeah he's he's awesome School of Rock is, I have it memorized. Like, <laughs> me I've seen it so many times. I think.
2: Um, did you see that there, I'm totally going off track here, but did you see that tweet that was like uh, the top 10 comedies of all time? And Yeah, School no, you,
1: you sent me that and you're like, this is insane. And it is an insane list, but School of Rock is a good one. It it's, is. It should have I, been
2: higher up on the list.
1: I think it's best comedy since 2000 was the list. And number one was Sideways, which I don't think anyone's thought about in... Uh, two decades
2: yeah Uh, if you're Frasier yeah maybe
1: (laughs) in any event um, Molly Shannon was also in uh, a lot of like she's getting good if more I would say independent and less mainstream uh, acting work she was in me and Earl and the dying girl um, she's in the HBO series Divorce, which is created by two brilliant comedic minds, uh, Sharon Horgan, who created Catastrophe, and Paul Sims, who created news NewsRadio. Uh, she had two films debut at Sundance in 2017. One of them was The Little Hours, which is the horny uh, nun comedy. <laughs> um, so she's got a thing for horny Catholic people, which you would expect from someone named Molly Shannon. Uh <laughs> Now, I would not say that she is, uh, you know, the same level of commercial success as, like, Mike Myers, but she's doing work that people like. She's doing it with well-respected people in the industry. She's still doing it, and according to Nadia, she's a very kind, nice person. So, Molly Shannon, good for you.
2: Yeah, and she was in uh, Promising Young Woman as well.
1: Oh, she was. Okay, which was just last year.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think she's so wonderful. She's also very nice on Instagram. She will comment on your comments. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she – I am a big fan of her just as a as a human being, but I think most of the things that she does are really great because she just commits. You yeah. You know, she's not like a – and I'm not going to knock down Tina Fey, but I think that there is a certain level of um, self-awareness on camera that mm-hmm. takes you out of the. Of Tina Fey
1: is a writer first. Yes, I'm gonna say yes um, for
2: sure. But yeah. you know, Amy and Molly—they're two yeah. of the stronger folks,
1: performers. Performers
2: yeah. who are like, I've, I'm gonna go for it. I'm going for it whole hog, which is why yeah. I think Baby Mama worked and why I think this movie worked.
1: Yes, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, uh, did we have uh, CommonSenseMedia.org reviews? We for this didn't one? have
2: that many reviews. Mostly, people were upset that. Uh, Evian said titties so many times (laughs) they were like this should have been a part of like the main like deterrent of watching this movie because I felt uncomfortable watching this with my child when the blonde woman said titties like a million times so people don't like the word titties okay
1: (laughs) well we love it we've been saying it since season one of the podcast
2: (laughs) we love love it Uh,
1: so uh, any, any final thoughts Nadia
2: I love this movie and I'm glad that you didn't hate it (laughs)
1: yeah i will say i like this movie (laughs) i'm also glad i didn't hate it uh but i i uh i appreciate you recommending it and uh i think this is i i'm pretty sure nadia when we get to the end of the season we're gonna look back on this one as one of the stronger selections
2: yeah we got a lot left for sure and i don't know if they're good
1: (laughs) we front we were like because at first i was like we should front load the bad ones and then we put it's pat Uh, at the front and I'm like okay we need several weeks of (laughs) good movies (laughs) exactly
2: I'm kind of nervous for next week
1: yeah next week we're gonna have a lot of fun folks I'm very (laughs) excited get ready for that Uh, but in the meantime uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast app leave us a review if you can and follow us on social media it's probably shoulda uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram we'll see you next week
0: bye superstar you ask me If I love you and I choke on my reply, I'd rather hurt you honestly than mislead you with a lie. And who am I to judge you?